Wrestling fans, promoters, wrestlers, and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something new to be excited about. The Wrestling Fans International Association, the WFIA, is back. WFIA is an association that exists to promote, grow, and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. Your membership includes a free digital bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News newsletter, association updates, voting privileges, and much more. Please go to thewfia.org, that's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org, and become a member today. Hi, this is Bob Smith. You might remember me from my years at Pro Wrestling Illustrated Magazine. Well, now I've started a brand new podcast called The Outdated Wrestling Hour. Yes, we're going to take a whimsical look back at the wrestling figures, stars, and trends from years gone by. We're talking 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and a whole lot more. There's going to be laughs. There's going to be fun. There's going to be action. You name it. Please tune in for the outdated wrestling hour wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Pro Wrestle Zone podcast here. We're on WON Sports, WSBN, uh, all around the world now. Let's just say that now. We are all over the place from Apple, Spotify, iHeart, and, of course, WON Sports and WSBN. Uh, I am Rick Del Santo. Joining me today, returning, the Sinister Minister of Fear. Thank you for joining me once again. It's a pleasure Thank to have you here. Thank you for having me back, Rick. It's a pleasure. I enjoyed our last conversation, and um, I'm glad to be back, and thank you for taking the time, and uh, I, I want to start by thanking you very much, uh, the Svaldi family, for everything you've done for me lately, helping me out with my, my comeback that I was having a lot of fun with uh, up until just recently. Well, I guess you, uh, you've... Uh been able to take part in a couple of events recently one was i believe did you say last week right you sent me yeah, a video the 22nd of, of july yes yeah that seemed like it was a lot of fun and pretty successful yes it, it was it was great yeah yeah you want to uh before we get into anything else you want to talk a little bit about that tell us sure. about that show and how that went so july 22nd and, and i want to send a friend out to uh, thanks out to sheree and the staff at jack's place uh, one of the sponsors of that whole event, they made it possible. Uh, she paid uh, a good amount of money to have professional wrestling in her, her, her lot, her parking lot. Uh, I want to thank uh, the crew that set everything up, the workers, the fans that came out. Uh, it was the first time in 30 years that I physically jumped in the ring and had a, uh, a wrestling match. It was fantastic. Everybody there had a bunch of fun. Uh, I worked an angle to record the first episode of Monsters of the Mat that I was hoping you'll air and uh, the Savaldis will air. And, and, and we just had a great, great time um, until some ugliness happened on, on social media that really blindsided me. So and it all relates... Go ahead. I'm sorry, Rick. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. It all relates back to 
a gimmick that I've been using, proudly wearing, displaying since 1988 and 1989. And that's called the Chicago Freebirds. I don't want to block my face, but I want you to see that. I'll block my face for a minute. The Chicago Freebirds, Buddy Roberts and the Sinister Minister of Fear. And for those that are listening, of course, this is a, basically a wrestling historian podcast for the most part. Uh, obviously, Buddy Roberts is one of the original Freebirds, which uh, Robert, Sinister Minister, here teamed with while Roberts moved to Chicago. That's and correct. You guys agreed to use the name Chicago Freebirds. That was his idea, correct? That's correct. So, All right. Well, it was our idea together. Okay. Actually, and, and and again, just one more before you carry on. I want everybody to really see this one. I'll block my face. But once again, there's Buddy Bad Street USA. There's me. I'll go that way. The Sinister Minister of Fear Hall of Fame. There we are together. Once again, WCCW, World Class Championship Wrestling, and I believe the other side is WWA, World, World Wrestling Association. Um, and again, one step further, and I'll let you go back. It's also on video airing on the Ultimate Wrestling Channel. Live. Is, uh, yep, the Savoldi's Network that is uh, on Roku and Fire Stick. I want everybody to go subscribe. I know we're going to try to shill this now. There you go. <laughs> $6.99 a month, and you can catch some of the greatest professional wrestling, not only from the Savoldi's, but out of the Bob Wormus collection, which is Monsters of the uh, – was it Monsters of Matt? Monsters of Matt. Chicago Challenge, uh, the Bob Luce uh, collection, mm -hmm. and I've been going through these videos, and I got to tell you, as a historian and person that loves the the history of uh, professional wrestling, there's a lot of rare footage in there, and you history nerds are going to really get a kick out of it. So, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And again, videos and pictures and interviews, tapes don't lie. Uh -huh. So. And I, more importantly about, and we'll get more into how I'm being attacked, I'm not doing any of this for money. I'm not doing any of this for fame. I'm doing this because I love the sport of professional wrestling. Right. Not the business, not the entertainment, the sport of professional wrestling. I am publicly now going to thank Bob Luce, Richard Aphilis, Dick the Bruiser, Vern Gagne, Moose Cholak, Wilbur Snyder, Baron Von Raschke, Billy Robinson. I can go on and on and on. I've put pictures on Facebook of myself and Nick Bockwinkle, myself with Jimmy Snooperfly Snooker with my son, with Tiger Chung Lee. I do not have to defend who I am and what I've done. Those gentlemen, those legends, may they all rest in peace. One thing we say in the motorcycle world, not the fake biker world or the fake motorcycle club that I'm in. GBNF, gone but never forgotten. Larry Excuse me, let me turn that off. Um, I'm sorry if I'm getting a little hot, but I want to thank those legends for teaching me the sport of professional wrestling. What I did on July 22nd, 
what I did last Friday night. There's pictures that'll come out, the smiles on children's faces, the clapping of fans, signing autographs, taking pictures, not charging a dime for that. That's why I do what I do. To put the young man over that I pounded on <laughs> July, I keep, I'm a little upset, July 22nd. Uh -huh. Putting him over as he's been setting up rings and not getting paid. He's paying hard-earned money. His name is Robert Reeves. I won't give his real name or his father's name who supported me. But to thank him, to give him $50. When I did the promo, his mother was scared because I tore his 8 by 10 and up. And I said, this is a face a mother can love. You're not going to love it after I'm done. And his mother believed it. Just like my parents ran back to the locker room in 1986 at the Hammond Civic Center when Moose Cholak gave me a nut shot into a post and I screamed so loud and the wild Polynesian man carried me back to the locker room. <laughs> and I was in the locker room and all I heard was kayfabe. I didn't know what it meant. My mom and dad walked in the locker room because they thought I was hurt. And Moose Cholak told, Moose Cholak told me, son, you did a good job. I'm getting a little emotional. I'm sorry, but this is the truth. This is what this means to me. My family asked me not to come on tonight. My son, Dad, you don't need to. I got in an argument with my brother a little while ago. He said, all you care about is wrestling. We're supposed to be together as family. My other brother flew in from Austin, Texas for last weekend. Professional uh, wrestling. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Professional wrestling is something very special that a lot of people just don't understand. So, you know what I'm saying? People don't understand that. Yeah, well. I mean... I mean, I love this. I love the sport, and I, and I I do this for that reason. I I didn't I didn't come back, you know. And, and I want to thank a young man named John Wanatabi who's followed me for years out on the West Coast, and 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 he uh, reached out to me a couple of years ago and, and got me involved with this a Midwest Wrestling Union. We'll get into that later, but. Uh, he, he went on another podcast. I didn't even know about your podcast, but another young man who works kind of hard. Maybe I shouldn't plug him. He might be your competitor. Yeah, no, I, I don't have I don't have competition here. We all okay. so okay. let's well, give this guy a shout out. Scotland, a young fellow named Scotland Green. Okay, he does something called um, pro wrestling um, potluck. Mm -hmm. And John Wanatabi was his guest, and he talked about Bob Luce and stuff. He said. He told the young man, you should get a hold of this guy. He's got a bunch of stories, meaning me. Yeah. You know, so I sent him some stuff. And then you reached out to me. And um, people have reached out to me that, that were interested in, in what me and Buddy did. And, and even before me and Buddy with Bob Luce and those gentlemen I mentioned, Bruiser and, 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 and all of those that, that trailblazed this for us. I mean, there wouldn't be the guys that people are watching today if it wasn't for them. Bruno San Martino and Argentino Araca and, and all of them. I, I, I mean, uh, it, it's just beautiful, and, and I get emotional about it because it's important to me. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a very successful guy in my personal life with my business. And uh, so getting back to July 22nd. So anyway, all this ugliness came out because I'm wearing a shirt. It says Bad Street USA, the Sinister Minister of Fear. I don't have it on tonight. Got my own. 
Sinister Minister Fear on the collar. I have my motorcycle club patch on the back. And then more importantly, I'm wearing an all Japan pro wrestling jacket, red, white, and blue, that says the fabulous Freebirds. I did not steal it. I said it on this podcast two months ago, which has got a lot of views. And that makes me proud too, that there's a lot of views. We're almost at 300 or something, what I see on YouTube. Yeah, we're, up, we're definitely up there, but that's not in A lot of people watch yeah. that. Yeah, well, there's also, we also don't forget we also our audio plays, Apple, Spotify, iHeart. Those are those are definitely way higher as well. So thank you. And that's, I see I don't even know that a, I yeah, I don't know I, how to use that, but all I know is you had a famous true WWE WWF superstar that should be in the Hall of Fame, Jacques Rougeau, and I got more views than him, at least on what I see. Makes me kind of proud. I'm going to tell you, I was very surprised that that, that Jacques Rougeau interview did not do nearly as well I as loved it. Did. I yeah. watch your interviews. I love what you do. Thank you. I watch Dusty. I watch your, your interviews, man. I yeah. love them. I well, I'm about to, I'm about to drop something really good this week. So uh, check out the Wildcat Wendell Cooley is I coming will. up, coming up, and that that one I'm interviewing Great. tomorrow. I'm interviewing the legend Gene Ligon from uh, the NWA Thunderfoot. Uh, if you remember him at all. So I'm really looking forward to that stuff. This show is about the history of professional wrestling, and that's why we are here tonight as well. Great. And getting back to the jacket. So once again, I didn't steal it. Buddy gave it to me because, and I I don't have to reiterate it. I put it on your last podcast. So he gave it to you, and it's very sentimental to you. Yes, it is. So, which is understandable because you guys team together for, for yes. quite some time together. Yes. And now there's people out there doubting your validity. Yeah, and I found out, I story. found out, uh, I wasn't on Facebook years ago. Yep. And Brandon, Brandon, hey, this is to you. It's not to your tra- your tag team partner that started all this. I'm not even going to mention his name. Okay. But this is to you, Brandon, hey, son, you lived under my roof when you were two years old. Your father gave me the jacket. I'm not even going to get into why you lived with me. We'll just leave that. My son talked to you. We'll let that go. But I found out just not too long ago that your mother reached out to me on Facebook that she wanted to get the jacket. I was not on Facebook. I didn't know it. I found out later... I see you on YouTube at the Bob Luce Memorial Tag Team Tournament, the Freebirds Return. It was you and your partner. I couldn't believe it that the little boy was two or three years old that did elbow drops off of the couch onto me while I laid on the floor and your father laid on the floor and we sold it for you. And I reached out to you. And if your mother would have reached out to me, if I would have heard about it back then, as much as you wanted the jacket back, I I don't know if I would have gave it to you because of what the situation of the jacket and the remorse that your father had because we, I'll say we, because he was my partner, we blew a $10,000 deal. Our TV show was canceled. The show was canceled. And our rival, Sam DeSero, Got the $10,000 check from Old Style. And your father said, and I know he's not here because he's he's passed away. GBNF, buddy. Dale, his name. 
I never want to see this jacket again. It's yours. If I got a knock on the door right now, Mick Foley was out there, who I got a picture of him right next to me and your father. Say, hey, WWE's most wanted treasure. How much you want for that jacket? It's not for sale. $30,000, it's not for sale. I'd loan it to them if they wanted to honor disappear shit oh we're back we went away we're for a back. while yeah i don't there seems yeah. to be a little glitchiness just just ignore well, it, it. Is, yeah okay the last thing i says was i uh, i i would loan them that jacket so all the fans could see it if they want to honor your father terry and michael i'll loan them that jacket i'll sign a paper they can show it to the fans i would It doesn't matter. We're back. We're back. We're back. Are we back? Quick? Yep. Repeat okay, what you so, last said. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I wear it proudly when I wear it. And if it bothers you that much, Brandon, here's what I'll do. I won't wear it ever again in public. I'm saying it now on national television. Brandon, you get a hold of me through my son. You message me. I will never wear it again in public if it upsets you, but I will not give it away. It'll hang in my closet like it did for the last 30 something years. But I'll tell you what, I will wear my t-shirt. Okay, because it didn't bother anybody in 1988. It didn't bother anybody in 1989. If it was an infringement then, then guess what? Then we'll talk about it. I went so far as before I came back because I found out that Billy Corrigan bought the archives of Bob Luce. I sent an email to Madame Zuzu's in Highland Park, introduced myself, the sinister minister of fear. I wanted to make sure that when Billy Corrigan bought Bob Luce's archives, he did not buy my trademark name. And he did not. He did not buy the pictures. He did not buy the videos. I had it checked out before I've done what I've done. I've done nothing wrong legally. I haven't infringed on anything. And if anybody welcomes to try to sue me, and I take very, it's an ignorant thing to put on Facebook that somebody was going to come and get the jacket Friday night, that a cash money was rewarded to come take the jacket off my back. Well, guess what? That's why I wore it. Nobody came to take the jacket either. But I'm going on record right now. Brandon Hay, and only Brandon Hay, Buddy Roberts Jr., whatever you want to be called, if you don't want me to display that jacket on my back, I will never do it again. July 28th, was it? Friday night. Yes. The night to remember. And from what I understand, leading up to it and the day of boy was it a night to remember well most positive ways go ahead 
not in the most positive of ways, from what I understand. And I'm hearing all sorts of stories. It became a nightmare to remember. Yeah, that's that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm hearing from three or four or five different angles. So it just seems like uh, it was a big disaster, if you you uh, if you ask me. Not that I want to. I don't want you know any heat or trouble or or. I just want the truth as far as this event goes. Here's the best way I'm going to explain it, and I'm going to let you take it somewhere about some personal friends of yours that were affected. Sure. I'm not going to – I'm just going to say it like this. Here we go. I was accused by someone, and it's on public record. I don't even know him. Frankie Del Falco on Facebook that I have taken $20,000 in sponsorship money. Former AWA and uh, WWF – Enhancement talent, jobber, if you will, Frankie DeFalco. Okay, I don't even know who he is. Yep. And that's why I said, I don't know who you are, pal. Yep. I did not take $20,000 in sponsorship money. Checks were written out to Charles Moretti and Associates, LLC. That is not slander. That's the checks that were made out. Cash that was given was not given to me. Checks were given to me, and I turned them over. Right. Sponsors, sponsors got what they paid for. I did not steal $20,000 of sponsorship money. I also did not steal $2,500 of the gate or cash. All of my so-called biker friends were not comped or let in for free. Only the presidents of specific motorcycle clubs and their guests were allowed in for free. I can count those on one hand. And that was approved by the promotion. They were supposed to get a commemorative lanyard that hung around their neck. They did not get that. They did get a placard. Every biker paid. I was told by one of the local talent that there was 482 people there. I'm pretty good at judging a house after all these years. I thought 375 to 500. I don't know. Eight out of 10 of those people were there to see me. Eight out of 10. I told the promotion that I would deliver somewhere between three to 500 people. I did my job. I told the promotion that I would help get sponsors. I did my job. Was I the co-promoter? Yes and no. I was told that I would share in the profits of the gate. I was told that I would share in the 50-50 money. I have not seen one penny. I am out of I am out of pocket money. I've been out of this business for over 30 years. The first thing I was approached for was $700 in cash to send a deposit to the Latimers. I never heard of that before. When I was told to go to Detroit, when I was told to go here and there, I didn't get half of the money. Rick, you can back me up. I didn't know. Well, as we were discussing before, uh, before we went on air, the 700 deposit, you've been out of the business for 30 years. Now, independent wrestling or wrestling as a whole has changed. A lot of independents will, in fact, pay deposit when bringing in name stars, such as Thomas Latimer and his wife, Camille Brickhouse, NWA World Television and NWA Women's Champion. 
such as them. They will pay something down towards bringing them in and possibly their flight, et cetera, and travel, all that sorts of stuff. I appreciate that. That has, that has been, you've been gone for 30 years. So that's okay. something that has probably changed in quite a bit. And uh, a number of years ago, 30 more years and more years ago, a lot of guys would just have to wait till they got there, got right. paid, get paid up front when at the end of the night, get an envelope. I know yeah. from working in this business myself, I'm sorry, uh, Sinister. I know from working in this business for myself the last five or more years, a lot of times, I'll either get, if I don't get paid by the end of the night, I will receive a Cash App, Venmo, or PayPal within the next day or two. That is also something that has changed in the business. Uh, so just to keep you, uh, keep the fans and yourself on the same page here and in the promoter's that. defense he he did explain it to me that way yes and i and i i loaned him the money mm -hmm. it. okay great i later on a week or two after that another three or four hundred to buy the belts which kind of scratched my head i said well you buy the belts isn't that part of the promotion but but i didn't question it right another hundred or two here and there i didn't question it i gave it up because i figured okay I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get it back. And then I'm going to share. And the guy busted my ass getting sponsors and doing what I did. Okay, enough about that. The so busting, the, busting the ass for sponsorships. And I know from personal experience that's also not an easy thing to do. No, it's not. You have to talk certain companies or whoever, restaurants, mm -hmm. uh, bars, uh, gimmicks, into giving you money. Mm -hmm. Put their name on whether it be on the ring post, mm -hmm. make a special announcement, a sign on the wall, etc. Uh, to give you money to help run your show to make sure you're able to pay talent, ring rental, mm -hmm. the building, um, what have you. And if we can go back to wrestling history and to yes. put myself over and do a plug, you can see it on the Ultimate Classic Wrestling Channel. Bob Luce and myself would go out in 1985 and 1986 and collect sponsorship money and go into bars and do live shoots in full gimmick in the middle of the night, posing with people for 200 bucks, 300 bucks, and it would be on our show. So I know what sponsorship is, but now we know with social media, everything's different. And here I'm out doing it again in 2023 for Joseph and the WAW to help put on this show. And I delivered. Close to $20,000. Yes, I was helped. He was in the closing room with me. And I brought those people to the table, though. I'm not going to get into dollars amounts, but it'll be public record that these folks have receipts. I didn't take a dime of it. I was proud to help. But I was constantly being, hey, bro, how, how about this guy? How about that guy? Did you call this guy? Did you call that guy? I'm scratching my head. Who are you bringing to the table? <laughs> Yeah, you, you got Windy City Slam. And by the way, Mike Pankow, thank you for your hard work with your podcast, Windy City Slam. Thank you very much. And you don't have to apologize for posting a picture on Facebook, a nice picture of you and me that caused a lot of shit from these idiots. Anyway, going back. But he, he's constantly saying, hey, did you get a hold of this guy? Did you get a hold of that guy? How about this guy? Can we hit this guy? Before we move forward, who are you referring to when are you talent wise? Are you or sponsor wise? Sponsors, sponsors. sponsors. Okay, I kept, okay. I kept getting asked to 
you know, hammer, hammer people, get more sponsors, get more sponsors. Right. And then I did. And I, yeah, I said, yeah, do me a favor. Call, call this guy. His, his grandfather is my godfather and you can probably get something. Well, yeah, he went out there and got it, but it was still my lead. All right. So I didn't take none of that money. I didn't take the 2,500 that I was taking. So now on Thursday, uh, Wednesday before the show, I was told, hey, man, you know, instead of turning in the last minute ticket sales, because he kept asking me, well, how are we doing with tickets? How are we doing with tickets? I said, well, my friends from the D.C. Eagles Motorcycle Club, they're coming to my house. They're buying five tickets. I delivered two tickets to a friend of mine from 40 years for him and his grandson. Uh, another friend of mine came to the house. I says, I'll tell you what, man, I'll give you the stubs and the cash. Show night. He says, you know what? Why don't you keep it to go towards the 700 that you gave me for Latimer? Oh, great. Thanks. I'll do that. So I even kept a ledger and I wrote it down and he kept saying, how you do? I got 175 towards it. I got 300 towards it. So night at a show because Chi-Town Harley-Davidson, thank you for the use of your parking lot. We had Sinister Minister's Ride to the Night of Remember. About 40 bikers in almost 98-degree heat, maybe 30 bikers, myself included. Met there, 4 o'clock. That was to sell more tickets, which I did because a lot of those brothers of mine didn't have their tickets yet. They brought their kids. I collected $650. It was in my left pocket. I was behind my gimmick table signing eight by tens, which by the way, and I'm sorry if it hurt the other boys, my apologies. I didn't charge a dime for it. I can't look at a little kid who's smiling that wanted to meet the sinister minister and say, give me 20 bucks kid and I'll sign it. I couldn't do it. Sorry my line was long. Sorry I had a lot of people there. If I took money out of your guys' pockets, my apologies. Next time I see you, I'll buy you a drink. I'm sorry. I gave every eight by 10 away, okay? I didn't collect a dime. But anyway, he came up to me and said, hey man, how much you got? I said, well, all about 650. Can I have it? What? Yeah, I'm a little short, I'm worried. Did you know the bus trip was canceled? Yeah, I, I did. I'm sorry, I just found out it was canceled. But we're doing okay. People are walking in, they're buying, they're still buying on Eventbrite. We're gonna be okay. And I'm watching, I'm watching the house fill up. People I know that I didn't sell tickets to. And some of the other boys, other talent worked hard and got tickets. I said, no, I'm gonna hang on to it. Oh, you're gonna be like that? Yeah, I'm busy. I'm signing autographs, taking pictures, right? Doing my thing. Uh -huh. It's time for roll call. So I went in the back. It was nice to hear my name. I wasn't the top guy I mentioned, but he went in order. I was number three. After 30 years as soon as Minister of Fair, I got some claps. Made me feel good. I'll be honest. It's nice meeting talent I never met. They knew the wrestler's handshake. Made me feel good. By the way, it was nice to meet Jimmy Blaze and his crew the night before. I took time out to just go say hello. Did I help? No. <laughs> but I went to meet him and I went to thank him. And they appreciated it. They all came up to me, shook my hand. My brother was there to see it. My brother got to meet Jules, Soraya Knight. He hung, we hung back with her. It was my honor to meet her. She's busted her ass for this business. And she ha was happy to meet me. She said, it's good to meet somebody that's old school. When you're referring to Jules, that is uh, the original Soraya Knight. Yes. Soraya, yes. Soraya and AEW, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Paige from WWE, her family. Yeah. 
uh, Ricky Knight, Soraya Knight of um, uh, WAW, and that's where the A Knight to Remember comes mm -hmm. from. All right, and it was an it was an honor to meet her. It yes. was a pleasure. I wish I wish I could have watched her, her match. I understand a lot of people left after I was done. It wasn't my fault. I left too. I'm sorry about that. But either way, I took time out Thursday to meet the boys and thank them for their hard work setting up the ring, and they were appreciative of that. So now we get back to I go back for roll call, and I got my gimmick because I uh, promoter asked me, uh, my friend, I thought, don't wear the free bird. Go to the biker, um, a sinister, wear your leather. So I brought my leather. Yeah, I had a Bad Street shirt on when I uh, when I was there, but I left the Freebird jacket in the truck. Right. I didn't even bring it into the arena. So I went through roll call. I went back to a private area locker room to get dressed, to get ready, get into my persona, which isn't far from who I am anyway, you know. Well, it's professional wrestling. It's basically a lot of characters are yourself turned up to yeah. 11, basically. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sinister whether that's my nickname in my in the bike world. But anyway, right. I'm getting ready. And he came up to me and said, hey, man, I don't care if I got to get it from my father. If I got to do what I got to do, can, can you give me that money? The boys are going to walk because there's a rumor going around. They can't get paid. And where did this rumor start? How did the people? How did the boys find out about this? If you uh, well, I found out later today with a conversation that I guess somebody got wind that they weren't getting paid. So uh, they call them the workers. To me, everybody's workers. But I found out now. I guess workers are not the top part of the card. We we call it top loading in my day, but we, everybody got paid. Whether you were top loader, worker from your if you're the timekeeper, the guy taking the tickets, the guy yeah. you know you're 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 everybody's important to yeah, the I show, know. no matter it's what me, your role yeah. is. But yeah, so when, yep. when I hear the workers aren't going to get paid, uh, and again, I I, I don't want to. I'm not a guy to talk about somebody when they're not here, so I can't say who started the rumor. Right. But anyway, I, I I said it's your problem. You're the promoter or something of that nature. But then I reached in my pocket and I gave it gave it what I had. Okay. I said, here, take it. And he walked away. But then, boy, uh, he riled me up and I gave a little speech in the locker room. And it, was a shoot. it wasn't a shoot because everybody, I'm not, I don't have to shoot with guys in, 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 that work with me. And I said, I don't know who, where it started or who's thinking or not getting paid, but I want you to know that this is what's going on, and I gave every bit of cash that I have, and I have not seen one penny of this, and it's not because of me that you're not getting paid. And I found out later that I've been getting a lot of friend requests on Facebook from people I don't know, but then I look at them, and I see who they were, and they were on the card. So thanks to Joey Hart, Jimmy Blaze, uh, Riccolo, all you guys that have reached out to me and are hearing the right story. So to set that story straight, I have not made one penny off of that show. I am out money. I don't care if I ever get it back. I did it originally because I was asked if I would like to manage Miranda Gordy way back when. The angle was the new Freebird. 
in the old Freebird. It wasn't even Chicago, Chicago Freebird, the new and the old. Right. And I thought, man, it would be great. I'm in. I didn't even talk guarantee. I didn't even talk anything. All I said was, yes, I'm in. I'd love to do it. And I can help you. I can help sell tickets. I help you get sponsors. I'll be more than happy to do it. You'll share, you'll share in the profits, you'll share in the gate, you'll share in this, you'll share in that. Does that make me a promoter? I don't know. I'm not on paper as the promoter. I uh, I said, hey, we'll worry about that later. It'd be great. I never walked away from a, the most I've ever gotten paid for a wrestling match is $256. Okay. I, I've always worked, like I told you on your last podcast. I can't go out there and say that I've flown the country and I've worked 300 days a year and I've done all this. I did it that for six months with Buddy. I, I didn't work and, and we busted our asses. But I know what the business is. Back in our days, a lot of guys, big name stars, had a job. You had to have another job. Yeah. Unless you were with – I mean, back in then, those days, it was a completely different like approach. Said, Unless you were with, like, the bigger companies. It was – in the territories, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys may say Joe Schmo. They would own their freaking own business until they were at the top of the car. If you were right. in the middle, middle or under, unless you were like fucking Ric Flair or somebody, right. you know, exactly. what I mean? unless you were with WWF, WCW. Yeah. Catch my drift I used here. to work. I used to work at 900 North Michigan as a union labor labor foreman, general superintendent. Jump in the car. Pick up Bob Luce, pick up Leon Spinks, put gimmicks in the car, drive to Indianapolis, do four four weeks of taping, drive back, go to work. But it was it was fun, and I was doing something I loved. I didn't do I, I didn't do it back then for the money. I did it for the experiences. And 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 again, I don't need the money. I want to help out young kids, and and, and I thought it would be exciting to walk Miranda Gordy to the ring, you know. And look, and then. And then I get invited and I get the honor April 15th from my dear friend, James Burke, Calypso Jim, Bobo Brazil Jr. to great, be welcomed into his Hall of Fame. Great guy there. Great Let's guy. Welcomed into his Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, okay. I went to a show. 30 of my club brothers came. He told me he was going to have 400-something people. He paid for Miranda Gordy's airfare. Mm. He paid for her hotel room. I think she got a $300 appearance fee. We sat together in a flea market that nobody showed up for. We sat there with our gimmicks. She maybe sold one or two pictures. And I promised her if anybody wanted to buy my picture, I'd sell it for the same price, which I did. She stood in the wall into the ring and said, now the person you've all been waiting to see, the sinister minister of fear. And she presented me with my plaque. She posed for pictures with my club brothers with club sisters. She had lunch with me and my son. She went to the bar and had fun. She texted me the next day, said she had a great time. She shot a promo with me. She saw the jacket. She saw the Bad Street shirts. Not one thing was said. Nothing was said against me. Right. Um. You know, and then even during the course of that, the other young gentleman, again, I'm not even going to mention his name because he has no lineage. He told me, I got messages that he saved me, told him I blocked him. It's an honor to talk to you. 
this uh-huh. and that. And then the, then they had the idea to have Freebirds 2.0, meaning Miranda, Buddy's son Brandon, and this other kid with me and their manager. It was the promoter that jumped the gun with the Bad Street shirt, you know, that I was selling, yes, and wearing, again, for no profit, being proud. Right. And, you know, some people, they, those kids got their noses on a joint about it. And he's, and, okay, he squelched it. But still nothing has happened till July 22nd. And then all of a sudden, Miranda doesn't know me. I'm a phony. I'm a piece of shit. I'm doing all of this wrong. She no, doesn't know none of the club brothers. She doesn't know none of the club sisters. She doesn't acknowledge that Calypso flew her in when the house was supposed to be 400 and something and maybe only 180 were there and 30 of them were there with me. Um, how the hell does this happen, Rick? I don't understand it. It's professional wrestling. I guess it's professional wrestling now. Sure as it's, hell wasn't when I was in it. Professional wrestling is the uh, it's a very weird and unique uh, place in life. You know what I mean? It's definitely... It's uh, it's just very strange. I guess you can you you could say it's not always you reliable. Know, it's like the people people in the, and I always say this. Pardon, I'm sorry to bitch oh, you off, but it definitely consists of the weirdest of the weird people, the weirdest of the weird, and some of those people are the ones in charge and the ones that run things. And it's just it's not always Lots. fair to good guys like yourself and I. Yeah, I thought it was weird. I, I know I'm weird. I, I mean, but yeah, but I'm learning. I'm learning a whole hell of a lot, and I kind of think I'm a pretty. I'm, I, I'm a Loyola graduate, 1977. Plus, I got a hell of a lot of street smarts. I've done a lot of things. A lot of things I'm proud of. A lot of things I'm not. But I, I'm real. I can't believe I've been duped. And I'm gonna. I want after I say one more thing. I, I want you to talk about what me and you talk about with your friends how they've been affected. There's a young man named Stan Payne that's reached out to me, and I'm going to get into this uh, this other thing. Then I'm, I want to hear what you have to say. But so Stan Payne, um, Stan Payne reached out to me, and I forgot. He's telling me things that I didn't know. That when he was a teenager, he set up the ring for me and Buddy. He came to my defense on Messenger and Facebook against this DeFalco guy and everybody else that. Geez, in 1988 or 89, if anybody had a problem with Bad Street, why didn't they tell Buddy? Buddy invited me into it. We did it together. Nobody bitched about it then. And then, you know, he's telling me how nice I was to him as, as a teenager. And uh, he, when he got into business, he called him, he wanted to call himself Sinister Stan. And to this day, people call him that. And I. Okay, we're back. We were doing Who so good. The with Miranda Gordy. Yep. Is James Mitchell comes out again. For years, people would say, Sinister, we, we Google you or we go online and all that comes up is some goofy looking guy named James Mitchell and devil suit. It's not you. I know, I know. He took part of my name and Ran with it 10 or 11 years after me. I was upset, and Bob Luce told me, calm down. You can't take it all because you're the Sinister Minister of Fear. That's a trademark, which I own. He calls himself Sinister Minister. 
It's a great form of compliment that somebody steals your gimmick. Let it go. I let it go. I didn't care. Did you ever, did you so ever now, talk to Did you ever talk to James Mitchell about this? Or ever try to? Never talked to him at all. No. Okay. Then I don't care. I know I, I got no heat with you, son, sir, whoever you are. But now I find out from Stan Payne that Paul Heyman knew of my gimmick and gave says gave him the name. That was My in son. 1999, I believe, is when James Mitchell went to ECW and became the – well, he was um, – uh, I forgot what the hell he was called. He was called something before that in WCW, and then he came to ECW as Father James Mitchell. Okay, well, he anyway, he, he, he got on the Miranda bandwagon and that he's the citizen minister and I'm a fraud. And I guess my son said something, and then Stan Payne came out with the Paul Hammond, so he shut up. Uh, you know what, man? I, I came back to – to help people. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it, but boy, I wish to God I almost never did it. I got people saying to me, don't go away, keep going. And now I'd like to hear what happened to your friends. Well, I'm telling you, I would not be discouraged. Professional wrestling can be very discouraging at times. Trust me, I know I've been there, but you've been in this business a lot longer than I have. Every time I think I'm out of it, and I've only been in it about five years, maybe maybe a little bit more, if I get discouraged and I say, man, I'm, I'm finally done, whether it be this media, doing media, podcasting, announcing, writing, something always sucks me back in within 24 hours. Catch my drift? Because I yes. love the sport of professional wrestling so much. I'll sit there and I'll sit there and I'll put something on YouTube or the Savoldi Network. I know we talked about the Savoldi Network. I know. It's I not, watching it. it's I not the only one that exists. $6.99, it's worth it. It's worth every penny of it. It's worth every yes. penny of it. You can sit there for one day, and I'm sure that $6.99 will be worth it, especially Absolutely. if you're a history buff. And you're going to see this guy here, the Sinister Minister of Fear, on those shows. Thank you. So, I'm going to tell you that because I've gone back because since I've become friends with the Sinderson Minister, what's it been now? A few, it's been uh, ever since the first appearance here. Whenever your footage was bought and we were here to promote it, me and you have kept in touch since that first episode. And I think you're one of the greatest people I've met in the sport. Thank you. Thank you. I've, met some, I've met some fucking weirdos. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But very that's much. part of professional wrestling, man. And I love this guy here. That means I a do. lot to me, man. Thank you. I do. From yeah. the bottom of my heart. And, you know, it's like I always – I sat there and immediately went to your footage and looked for you when it was uploaded. I haven't gotten through every single thing, but I do. You know, my schedule is insane. Between I bet it is. And I, I want to come. It's on my time. I want to come out and meet you. Absolutely, man. I would love to. I would love to. I'd love to. Let's go out get some drinks. Great. <laughs> we'll have a rough night <laughs> on purpose. We'll go catch some wrestling. Maybe we'll catch some live music out here. Absolutely. I'm a music fan, as I told me you. Me too. Me too. I'm a, I was in the music business before I was in the wrestling business. So uh, I was in radio. And that's what caused this podcast. I think I explained that to you uh, the yes, first Yes, you time. did. And, and that's why this show, we're on WON Sports. I'm doing this. I'm on World Sports Broadcasting Network internationally now, by the way, as of about two weeks ago. We have a show that airs daily, 1 p.m. right now, like this show. Uh, that uh, we're, we're running our old interviews, we're running new interviews, we're in two uh, daily shows analyzing the week of professional wrestling. I'm going to tell you this. Now, uh, before we get back into everything, mm -hmm. 
I just want to tell you this because I, I it's because guys like you that I keep going here. You, my good friend, the guardian of chaos, Big Daddy, who I spent the weekend with at New England Fan Fest, hanging out, rubbing elbows with guys like David Schultz, oh, DC, DC Drake, Blue Meanie, uh, uh, Blue Chick, Meanie. Donovan, wow. Chick Donovan, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, Buff mm-hmm. Bagwell, whatever you want to call him. Yes. Uh, yes. Kane, Kane, Ultimo Dragon, not to mention the legends of New England professional wrestling. Uh, it's guys like you that keep me interested in this and continuing to do this. It's guys so, like you to carry it on. Thank you. And and, and I've, I'm almost 50 years old. I got into it late. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm only a couple of years away from 50. But it's I got into it late. It's only because I've been a fan for over 40 fucking years. And it's That's not always totally bro. It's not going away. If I'm if I'm almost fifty and I've been following this sport, it's not going away. If I've been, I'm sorry. If, if I'm ranting and going, no, off you're not. Now, God bless you. Like I said, I'm putting you over. Is what it's all about. Sure. So, so, anyways, where are we supposed to be going? I'm sorry, I lost well, you know, track. Before you go, to I want you to talk about your boys that busted their ass, drove from New York. But so one I person, got, um, one person, I want to give a shout out to. Can I please? Absolutely. Go Brad for it. Drake, if you're listening. Dave Harold, Dave Dynasty. I listened to an entire interview with David Harold. WFIA, let me tell you something. The greatest thing that I've joined, I think it's phenomenal what you guys are doing. Please, I will do anything I can to help promote WFIA. I tell everybody about it that I've been meeting. Join this organization. I'll send them that $15, whether... I'm on that magazine or not. And like I said, Brad Drake, I, I, he lives in Illinois, but then I listened to David Harold's, uh, maybe it was Brad, Brad Drake's interview, but who's that? Anyway, I get confused, but I Dave Dynasty, Dave right. Dynasty's podcast. He just had Brad Drake on this past Yes, week. I heard the whole thing. I listened to it. Yes. And I, I had no idea. Now, mind you, I sit in meetings monthly because I'm a member of the board of the WFIA. And it is something that I love pushing, and you'll hear the advertisement here Absolutely. at the beginning of every every episode. It's something that I believe in, and mind you, when I was at New England Fan Fest, I pushed that thing Good for left you. and right. Everybody that came to my table, I was wearing my WFIA shirt. Anybody that said, hey, what is that? I told them, I said, go on the WFIA.org. Click that subscribe button into your email. It's absolutely free, 100%. Boom. One more thing, and I'm going to turn it to you. When I was affiliated with the promoter that I'm no longer going to be affiliated with, I've been asked to do a charity show coming up. I'm not going to give the date yet because I haven't committed. Okay. But if I do, I envision that ring. One side says Pro Wrestle Zone. The other side says WFIA. The other side says Ultimate Wrestling Channel. And, of course, I was told, oh, we'll make the banner and get them to give us 300 bucks each. I'm going to tell you guys this. At this charity show, if you're interested, you guys make the banner and pay for the shipping to me, and I'll have it attached in a ring, and it won't cost anything. You guys make the banner, send it, UPS, I don't know what you guys use, FedEx. I want to have that ring, Pro Wrestle Zone. Ultimate Classic Channel, Wrestling Channel, and WFIA podcast or WFIA magazine. You pay for the 
thing, and I'll keep them here in Chicago. Anything I do, anything I do, they'll have to put those up there at zero cost. I'm looking forward to it. Let's work that out. We'll talk off there. Absolutely. Anyway, I had some friends that went out to there, Chicago, mind you. Yes. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. That's the one thing. So I'm not going to mention much. But Me I know either. that they were they were asked to drive out there, mind you, sort of. My guess, well, the way, because I keep in contact with these two gentlemen on a pretty much a daily basis. You know what okay. I'm saying? I got their phone numbers. I speak to them just about day. Not to mention, I speak to one who... Uh, we work. We all three of us work at an organization together, a professional wrestling organization together. So they're bouncing ideas off me. I give them ideas. I bounce ideas. I'm the commentator. Yada yada. I'm sure if you watch the episode that aired tonight, or or this past on Sunday rather, excuse me, that you can figure out what company it is and who it is. But I'm not mentioning names. I don't okay. want to get nobody in trouble, really. But. My boys, now I remember us talking to them saying we were setting something up for Saturday actually, and they were talking to me saying, "Hey, we might be uh, we might be back early enough, provided they get the flight," which they didn't. So they were asked to drive out, which uh, a thirteen hour drive, they weren't going to make it back. They weren't going to make it to Warwick, Rhode Island, in time mm-hmm. to hang out with me after going on no sleep uh, from driving to Connecticut to Chicago. Okay, so they had to get a few hours in before they got up and made it back home. So they were asked to drive out to Chicago after not getting a flight. They were offered their money doubled, which, from what I understand, they're still waiting on payment. On mm. half, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me correct myself. Okay, half payment. Half they were payment. only paid half up front in advance, rather. So. I spoke to them last night. I remember getting hit up a probably, I don't know, like I said, it was a New England fan fest. Hit up halfway through the day. Hey, man, have a great day today. Good luck at the fan fest. Knowing that I was promoting this particular show and uh, selling merchandise, etc., collectibles. Mind you, I got a funny story to tell you after that. So, okay. thanks, guys. I hope you guys had a great night last night. Mind you, I wish them luck. During the day, the day of the show, and they had been on the road. I watched their YouTube or their live videos on Facebook. Mind you, they were exhausted. Nick looked like he was about to die. He wasn't even the one driving from no sleep. So, <laughs> so I'm being exhausted. So, mind you, um, they wish me luck. I said, basically, their response was, man, it was an interesting night. Now, mind you, they haven't been on this podcast in two years, and I'll tell you why that was. Um, since that podcast, so they said, man, it was an interesting night. We can do a whole podcast talking about how interesting it was. Oh, so I literally responded with, oh, fuck, let's set it up. Mind you, that's coming very soon. Okay. Good. Probably in the next week or two. So okay. I want you to check it out because right now we're concentrating on August 4th. Coliseum Pro Wrestling Clash at the Coliseum is going to be a big show. Which is going to lead to our October show. I'm doing uh, play-by-play, having it professionally filmed. Two weeks later, it'll be streaming live on YouTube. And then, uh, it's, of course, it's going to be a TV taping. So we're going to be on WON Sports on a weekly basis. I want everybody to check it out, my friend. 
we're gonna be we're gonna have a weekly one hour television show. Awesome. And I just, so they're not particularly necessarily happy. Uh, I know it's very interesting. So there's gonna be a lot of stories coming. Maybe I shouldn't reveal too much okay. right now, and I'll let them reveal everything in that in that in that uh, hour to come. How's that sound? That sounds great, and I want them to. Uh, I, they were the first people I sought out, first guys, and I introduced myself to them. I, I saw their promo they shot for it. I was very impressed. I saw their work. I chimed something in. I'm getting to know how to use Facebook. I know how to share stuff now, and and I commented, "These boys hit hard. Make sure you get your tickets." I was looking forward to uh, seeing them, and uh, the whole thing turned to a shit show. And I. I did notice that their table was kitty corner from mine and um you know they kept looking over by me and i noticed them and i hope in the future i get a chance to sit down with your friends and, and talk with them and anything i can do to help them and maybe in the future I, i've got some plans up here in chicago and maybe teaming up with my old friend in indianapolis and do things the right way maybe they can uh, work with me sometime you'll do everything right they're a know? bunch of guys they're a, a good guys Really good guys, sure. really easy to work with, and I'm sure everybody will be easy to work with as yeah. long as you, you make sure you make sure the money is there. Yeah, you I'll, know. I'll fucking tiptoe around. I'll sing and dance as long as my money is right. Exactly. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, that little show on on the 22nd that I did, I'll go back to it. First thing I did when I got off my motorcycle is I had envelopes. I gave one to Sexy Sandy D. I gave one to, before the show started, I handed it to Sexy Sandy D. I handed it to the Sinister Mistress. I handed it to the rookie that I worked with in the ring before the show. They they looked at me, what's this? It's your envelope. <laughs> you know, that's the way I roll. That's how it's supposed to work, right? Damn straight. <laughs> you gave, right. gave a guarantee, here it is. You got it before you even work. So, yeah, I know that some of my buddies were, they weren't necessarily unhappy. I think that they were just fucking confused is what it was. It sounds like they were confused because, like I said, I spoke to them um, immediately last night. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like they weren't necessarily unhappy, but they weren't necessarily happy either. They were just like, uh, it was pure chaos. So in the coming week or two, we're going to have my friends. On very soon. Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, Sinister, what do you have? Do you have anything else you want to throw out there? Any bullshit? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I I just want to again my sincere apologies to to the to the folks that gave their heart and soul and got stiffed, didn't get paid. It's not you know. I just feel bad for you guys. Um, I actually was really considering just pulling the plug on all of this. But it's kind of now, especially you've made me feel better. Uh, I, I, I want to keep going. Um, I've been asked September 9th. I'm not going to promote it to do this charity show. I'm going to give them the budget. This is what it costs. And if we do it, it'll be great. If we don't, um, then we don't. I'm out here for any promotion. Anybody that wants someone that's honest knows the history of our beautiful sport of pro wrestling. I'd love to help you any way that I can. I am not fake. I am not a phony. I have not stolen anything from anybody. I'm here to help. That's from the God's honest truth. 
And I'm not going to give up. Those of you that want to follow me and follow Mr. Del Santo and follow the Savaldis and Saval and the WFIA and any independent wrestling indie show that's out there that are busting their ass for $10 tickets and to make $20, sometimes not make anything, but man, they're doing it for the love of the sport and to see people cheering close to 500 that night. It, it gave me goosebumps. And, and that's good for an independent show in 2023. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Because that's the way professional wrestling independent shows they don't always draw like that. Yeah, and I and again, eight out of those ten people. I'm sorry, they yeah. were there to see me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and they should have yeah. put me on last, but they put me on a little early. But you know, a lot of people left. Uh, that's the way it is, and, and that's the way it was. And and I, I I just I love our I love our sport. I love our business, Rick. You know, I just can't go on and on. And I'm going to name some guys. Riccolo, I'm sorry what happened to you, Jimmy Blaze. I want to thank Jimmy, the guitar player, the veterans, the first responders, everybody that gave their heart and soul out there, security, the fans that were there, people I'm going to see in the future. You, you can find me. And, 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 man, I really appreciate you giving me the time and this platform to clear Any, the fucking time. Anytime you want to come on here, you know all you got to do is call me up on the phone. I will be there. I appreciate that. I'm coming to Connecticut to see you. And I'm going to say one more thing. And I said it Friday night when I stood on the ropes. Remember this. I'm the sinister minister of fear, and you're not.